Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Dual Screens Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Stephen Fontana, and I bring in the hype. There it is. It's on my hat. It's official. I'm bringing the hype. And with me, as always, is uh, my my Biffle from another Miffle. He's Andy mm. Asimakis. How are you, Andy? I'm going to ask you a question first, Stephen. <laughs> oh, no. It's an interview show, so it is it is appropriate. You're not wrong. Do you think we've done more shows about cat games or dog games? I was doing the maths I in my head dog. and I couldn't I couldn't figure it I out. I feel like dog might be the winner here. I'm gonna run a few off. We're, Cat we're, Quest, Cat Quest one and two. Uh-huh. Those are two different episodes, yeah. And we did um To the Rescue and Russian Subway Dogs. Right. So this may be that's all I can think of off the top of my head. So off I don't top know. Of your head? Okay. We're doing Cat Cafe Manager next week. Right. And then there's this game, which is a dog game. So, right. so I don't know. They could be neck and neck. Yeah. This is interesting. Yeah, this is very interesting, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. What the hell are we talking about? I'll tell you what the hell we're talking about. Joining us this week is Joseph Gribben, uh, the developer of Grapple Dog, an exhilarating 2D pixel art platformer, and it, it sounds exa- exactly what it is like. It is that you are a dog and you grapple. Joseph, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Hello, woohoo! Woo, we did it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we had some time, some time zone stuff going on, but uh, we finally got it done. Like six tries later, (laughs) we did it. Yeah, I think I think we, yeah, like uh, there were three or four things where it was like, okay, we're going to record on this day, and then it got delayed. Uh, Yeah, it was uh, life. Life uh, 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 finds a way, as as (laughs) (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. What the hell are you listening to? I'll tell you what you're listening to. This is the Dual Screens Podcast, the Internet's number one indie developer interview podcast hosted by people you've never heard of, probably. The show posts each and every Friday for your listening pleasure on your podcast service of choice, including our home, Podbean. We're also on pretty much everything, literally everything. And if you want to watch the video version of the podcast, you go to youtube.com slash TV. If you want to support us with your hard-earned, easy for me to say, dollar bills, you go to patreon.com slash NDS podcast, just like our Patreon producers, Colton, The Apprentice Nestler, and FNH Paul. We cannot continue to grow without all of your support. It is because of you directly that we are able to go to PAX East this year, get a nice little Airbnb, actually fly to PAX instead of taking a five-hour bus. And not only that, Christ. not only that, but we're going to have extra help this year mm-hmm. to make PAX East an even bigger and better PAX East than we've ever done before. And you know how we like to go hard on PAX East. We so do. keep it tuned to dual screens for all of our PAX coverage coming up in just a few weeks. But with all of that being said, with all of that wonderful, wonderful housekeeping out of the way, I want to talk about some dogs that grapple. Mm. That's what I want to do. Yeah, I have a very fun leadoff question, Please. which has I was just, I was just nothing to do about the game oh, itself. Great. Okay, wonderful. <laughs> All right, I'm going to push my mic away and take a sip of my coffee. Go ahead. Joseph, you had a tweet on February oh, no. tw- on February 25th. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I hate when a conversation starts like this. I know. So we do, though. <laughs> Andy is an investigative journalism. It was a Nintendo Switch share image of Mario Odyssey, Mm -hmm. a very ominous looking image. And you captioned it playing Elden Ring. (laughs) (laughs) 
this thing went on to get over a hundred thousand likes. Yeah, I had to. So I had to mute notifications on my phone. Uh, <laughs> pretty much like a couple of hours afterwards, just because it was like eating my phone battery. I didn't know oh tweet could do that. Oh it yeah, just like. <laughs> It's just my phone was just dying, and I was like, uh, "Okay, I'm going to mute that." So I just now, kept, I kept checking back on it every two days, and I was like, "Oh my god, like that is just going everywhere." <laughs> um, did and you it's do, a really silly joke. I did, mean, did you do the the classic? Since I have you all here, check out my game grapple. Well, that's what I was going to get into. Like, <laughs> so your game came out like two weeks prior to this tweet. Yeah. D- did it have any visible bump in sales or like? Could you could you could could you track that metric somehow? Like, if you go viral, does it equal something on the other side of it? Like, oh, I'm promoting X, Y, and Z because you know I'm here and you all can see me. I did leave a tweet afterwards that was like, "Hey, please buy the game, please buy the soundtrack." You know, while you're here. (laughs) Um, From what I've looked at, people have asked, like, if it if it did anything. From what I've looked at, not really, basically, Mm -hmm. because um, you know, really high engagement on the tweet itself but then on the replies it's like it goes down and down and down right right like uh people that are interested in a silly joke about the mario game (laughs) aren't super (laughs) um it's like this thing when you when you get wish lists for a game on steam and there's there's all sorts of data about the quality of the wish lists right and it's about Mm. like the it's like you want not just like the numbers to go up but like the people that are get engaging are going to buy the game you know what i mean um like the people who are sharing this random tweet about elden ring aren't going to go and buy the game uh mm. basically so it didn't really have an effect from what i could see uh <laughs> well you got you got our attention okay well, <laughs> well listen he was on the radar well before the tweet went out no it was the tweet, the tweet <laughs> we, we, we've... it's so it's so funny that you know you spend three years working on this game and then, uh, you know, you try and tell everybody about it and you tweet about that and it gets, you know, it does all right because people have been very supportive and whatever. But then you just do a silly joke about Super Mario and that just, that rockets off. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out people people know who Mario is. It's amazing. Yeah. Grapple Dog? We'll see. We'll see if people know who Grapple Dog is. <laughs> the, the, the jury's still out. Actually, you know what? Since, you know, speaking about knowing who Grapple Dog is, why don't you uh, give us the quick little elevator pitch? Uh, what is Grapple Dog? Uh, Grapple Dog is a 2D pixel art mascot platformer about a dog with a grappling hook. That's basically it. Uh, it is, uh, you know, if you like stuff like Donkey Kong Country, uh, the Rayman games, you know, Super Mario, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, if you like that kind of stuff, those kind of 2D platformers, I think there's a you will like grapple dog it's that kind of game and that kind of genre uh yeah that's 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 my introduction low-hanging yeah, fruit th- here andy low-hanging well fruit. go ahead go ahead why a dog and why a grapple like <laughs> what what why how how uh, tell us hard-hitting how. questions tell us how <laughs> so uh basically i made a game called magbox uh which is like the game i made before this and um it, it didn't set the world on fire. Uh, I really like it. I'm really proud of it. But, you know, and I, I sort of came away from it and I was like, right, with the next game, what am I going to do? And I was like, right, it needs to be kind of like, have a bit more personality than 
you know, like a story, fun characters, you know, uh, and then it has to have a mechanic that is like really easily understandable um, from little short gameplay clips because that's um, kind of how I do a lot of my marketing is on Twitter. Right. Um, like Magnavox, I think struggled because like uh, it's a puzzle game with a very abstract visual style, and so a lot of people would see little clips of it and go like, "I don't understand what is even happening." They couldn't right. imagine themselves playing. So I wanted a mechanic where people could imagine themselves playing it and go like, "Oh, I want to play that." And then a character with a lot of personality. So those were the two kind of key goals early on. Um, so yeah, I settled on a dog because I had a dog at the time called Pablo. Um, and then the grappling hook was, I prototyped a ton of different ideas for like what that could be. And I wanted to make a platformer. And that was the one that seemed like rich enough to kind of support a whole game. Uh, like very clearly I, I prototyped like four or five things. And I was like, no, that one is the most compelling. And then the name was just like, uh, uh, you know, it's it's just what it is. Like grappled dog, you're a dog with a grappling hook. Grappled yeah, no, dog. no, it, it totally, it, you nailed it. It, it, you nailed it sells. It. And I think sometimes indie games, uh, so, you know, not, don't mean to throw anyone under the bus here, but sometimes, you know, they can name it like the the order of Equilestria or something. And you look at it and you go, I, I don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> called sword man. <laughs> sword, yeah. sword man would have done it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so I, yeah, the name is like, uh, it's, it's, it does what it says on the tin. That's everything you need to know about the <laughs> kind of gameplay, core concept story right there in two words, even if it is like very simple. Yeah. I was telling Steven this game, um, it removes all the things he hates about Sonic the Hedgehog oh, when you're playing this game. <laughs> Surprise! Now, I love Sonic. He just despises it for some reason. He doesn't like going fast and stopping going fast. He likes to keep that momentum no, no, going. No, 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 no. Hold on. They, they, all right, rabbit hole, can of worms. We're going. We're doing it because now we have a witness here. The you gotta go fast, right? Like that's Sonic. Yeah. It's gotta go fast. That there's like a whole thing about Sonic. Got it. Gotting to go fast, right? Gotting. Why put spikes in his way? Like, just make it a fun little dumb little roller coaster game where you jump on top of robots and rescue animals every once in a while. Why are you putting springs that launch you backwards into spikes? Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? I think the goal with with a lot of the early ones is you're supposed to, like, uh, memorize the levels, right? Mm. And and kind of you come back to them repeatedly over time, and when you come back, you go, like, I know where all the spikes are this time, or I know Mm. where the secret is right mm-hmm. they're quite sure if you look at those old ones like they're only like a couple of levels long and if you know what you're doing you can beat them in about 20 minutes so i think i think that's the goal uh whereas like something like mario like you are supposed to probably finish the levels the first time and there's not much to go back for particularly like you look at mario brothers 3 mm. um, mm. like that they, they, they weren't doing all this kind of secret coin stuff that you get later yeah um that's like saying <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing it it's happening that's like saying i want i can't wait to get gran turismo 7 and start with a fucking soapbox car and like you have to figure out how the wheels work first before you could you know turn the car in the road and you just drive well, and yeah. go off into the ground no no i i get what you're saying i just I, I prefer to have people... fun at, right away <laughs> people on people who drive race cars they do practice laps right they learn mm-hmm. the track uh-huh. You know, they're, not, they're not just going first time. Yeah, the track also isn't trying to kill you. 
Listen, Steven, <laughs> take that take that Ginkgo biloba, man, and just work on that memory. I need Prevagen, retention man. skills. Pre- Prevagen, I know it's for over f- 55 and over, but man, I'm I'm ready for it, dude. Like, I'm ready. <laughs> There's not enough coffee in the world. It's just not working anymore. Oh, uh, man. So walk us through the journey of Grapple Dog. When was it just a cute little idea, you know, and now it's an actual game? How do we, how do we get to where it is? So um so i started development on it when i uh so i i did work for a studio called nitrome for a little bit um and then i left there worked on my own stuff and then i started a bit of studio work again uh for a place called cute newt in london that uh they're still working on the game that i was working on there and haven't announced yet so uh, oh. people might not have heard of that okay. development studio but while I was there, I started work because we were allowed side projects and things like that. Um, and it was intended to be for mobile because I my other stuff had been for mobile and that was kind of like where I was in the industry at that time. That's kind of the market I knew. And I was like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll do mobile platformer um, and, you know, have some like quite small in scope. <clears throat> but then basically... Um, just all these sort of scare stories were coming out about the premium mobile on market uh, on, on mobile uh, was sort of collapsing around that time. So I was like, maybe that's not a good idea. Mm. Was um, this before or after like Apple Arcade and, and I know Google does their own little subscription thing now. It was around that period. It mm. was around that period. But <laughs> and to be honest, at that time when I was kind of developing it for mobile, I knew a couple of the developers who, um, well, I never signed an NDA, so I'm fine to say this, but like people, Apple was giving money out to get people on those services. Right, right. Um, uh-huh. And they're like lots of money. <laughs> and a couple of my other, other friends of mine in the in the indie space were just like, yeah, they just gave me a big old sack of money. And I wasn't expecting to even ret- make that return on my game. Wow. Well, at least otherwise, they just said, here you go, here's like, significant sums many many dollar many many mm-hmm. many yeah yeah i get it uh, but apparently they weren't looking for pixel art games because uh mm. they felt that they wanted a certain aesthetic from the title they wanted it to to Apple give arcade. the allure of of premium you know yeah yeah, yeah and, and the, the idea of like a lot of stuff on phones with pixel art is like retro throwback only and not, right 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 so i didn't necessarily qualify for those big stacks of cash at the time but um also it was far too early in development etc etc anyway so that was like the apple arcade stuff was kicking off um but the premium market as in the market for games where you just pay some money up front and then you get a game was was just like really suffering at the time um i i don't think it's doing very well right now either um so i was like right that we'll make it console we'll go console and then when that decision was made, um, you know, suddenly like the scope of the game grew, uh, and mm. suddenly I was looking at things like you know Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze and Rayman uh, Legends and Rayman Origins and uh, Ukulele and the Impossible Lair. Those were kind of games I was looking at. Where it's like those are the sort of level of content, the level of polish, the level of kind of um, scope that I kind of want to emulate as much as I can with the budget that I had. Um, yeah, and then so I kept on working for a bit. I pitched the publishers. Uh, they didn't really like it. <laughs> it, it had a difficult path to kind of getting published. God, such idiots. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
it, it was it was a hard sell, I think, because uh, the market for, for indie games is a bit older, and this game skews visually like a, it looks like it's for a younger audience. Right. It's got it's got a weird target audience because it's like yeah, the indie scene. I I don't think we've ever really come to this realization, but the indie scene is very much a disposable income type uh, market. Like you, you're mm. you're almost like, and I'm not talking about the quality. I'm talking about just like this the sphere that in a lot of indie games seem to be in, are that those racks that are in the takeout, uh, not takeout in the checkout aisle of like, you know, like a Target. Where it's like, oh, I'm also gonna grab this. I'm also gonna grab that. Oh, the the, cool. the impulse buy. Yeah, the impulse section. buy. Like that's what that's what <laughs> indie. Like you need to make a decision if you're gonna drop seventy bucks on, you know, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. You know, like you're. That's like a decision. Is that what that game costs? Seventy yeah. dollars. Oh, yeah. It's a full ass game. It's not DLC, Andy. We're, ah. we're, it's a full ass video game. I just fell off the chair just now trying to get comfortable. Um, <laughs> but like these indie games, like you and I, will spend seventy dollars on like ten of them a night. <laughs> like we, we have no problem <laughs> we have no problem just stacking indie games because they're across multiple different platforms i'll get some on my switch i'll get some on steam i'll get some on playstation i'm just like wherever i feel like playing them i'm gonna play them and we have no problem doing that whatsoever um so it's just a, it's just a weird it's a different part of the brain that indie games seem to tickle most of the time i don't know it's it's weird but it's what we mostly play it goes back to what you said joseph about having like little snippets of like here's the core gameplay Mm -hmm. represented like in like five seconds and that's all it takes for me like okay i'm buying this that looks good i'm getting it that's all i do there's no like research like well how long is the game who's making the game what's going on with this game it's like oh that looks cute Oh shit! Fifteen bucks sold. Yeah, that's all it that's, took. That's yeah. two. That's a Starbucks breakfast, mm-hmm. coffee, and then refill later. Like that's yeah. what that is right there. I think that's definitely definitely true, and I, I think you know, um, I I play a lot of indie games, uh, and I, I think occasionally I play like a big AAA thing because I do like Elden Ring. That, that kind of. <laughs> I haven't played Elden. Yeah, but uh, that's a lie. Like that. Your Twitter says you've played Elden Ring, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but but occasionally I'll play uh, you know a big AAA release or whatever, and I feel like uh, like every couple of years, and I feel like I've had my fill. Like I'm like, sure. oh, that's, I've had enough of that. Like because particularly like big open world games where you're climbing towers and you're kind of doing the quest and you go here and then you do that, and I'm like. Okay, I've had enough for maybe like two or three years. You know, like I'll come back when the the new Spider Man's out. I'll probably do that. Mm. Hell yeah, you uh, will. Yeah, it's like going yeah. to a nice restaurant once <laughs> like a year. You know, you yeah. want to eat hearty twice a year. You want to drop yeah. a couple. It costs months. a little extra, but yeah. you know, yeah. fond memories through and yeah. through. Where, but where, yeah, when I when I buy indie stuff, it's like I'm probably gonna get something that's a bit more uh, artistically interesting or what, more thoughtful even mm, just yeah 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 or more i i don't know there's this thing of like with big triple a stuff where they have so many features and so many different types of gameplay and they're trying to please so many it's market people. research the the video game that's that's yeah. what a lot of them are yeah for yeah sure. they have the, but they're aimed for like very broad appeal and they have like every kind of mechanic and like yeah sometimes you know sometimes you just feel like did they forget like that they put this in the game because you, you know um <laughs> Whereas, like, I really like indie titles where it's like, 
we're a strategy game. That's mm. we're, we're gonna make. That's it. We're gonna make a, we're a strategy yeah. game. We're gonna make a game for people that like strategy games. Um, that's it, right? Or like, we're a shooter. There's gonna be some shooting, right? right. And there won't be any like a crafting system, and then a big map, and an open world, and towers. You know, like they'll focus on one specific gameplay right. element. And aim to do that really well. And I really appreciate that. Rather yeah. Than it it would be like oh now you have to like manage pablo's like hygiene (laughs) and his eating habits and you gotta take him for walks before he can grapple (laughs) fill his walking meter so he can go (laughs) you have to adopt your friends or some shit like that don't give me ideas i'll let him in yeah all right hey (laughs) dlc man um watch the dog yeah there there was actually i now that you think now you, you mention it like there you're absolutely right because I remember one of the best thing, one of the best games that I played last gen. One of the games I had the most fun with was um, uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. Mm. But they had this, the Inquisition part, where you're like sending these boats out, and like they're just, it's like a mobile game. Like they're on a timer, and they come back and they give you rewards. And I was like, mm. why? Why is this in here? <laughs> why am I addicted to doing it? Because it's in the title. That's why. Yeah, but otherwise, just, so bizarre, but yeah, you're so right. It's like it really is like focus group the video games. It's like what do yeah. people like doing this? Uh, well, mm-hmm. three years ago, because that's you know usually it's we're on to the next thing by the time every game comes out that does the one thing. Um, yeah, like Fortnite got rid of building for like they have a no build mode now. But like, why was building in there to begin with? You know, focus groups. It was another thing to add on top of the thing. So yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, so how is uh how how has the reception been for Grapple Dog? Like, what 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 kind of feedback have you been getting? Um, uh, it's been it's been generally really good. Um, uh, sorry, got really high there. Um, oh, are you sure? <laughs> it's so good. It's been generally really good. Um, no, people people seem to be enjoying the game. The reviews were quite good. Um, it, it launched a bit buggier uh, than I would have liked, uh, and a lot of people were reporting technical. It happens, man. It happens. Uh, we're a very small team, very small budget, uh, and it's a bit unfortunate. But we're right now. I'm I'm right in the thick of working on patches for it, and we managed to get a big one out uh, last month for PC. It's still in the pipe for Switch, but we managed to get that out and that fixed a lot of the, the major issues. So, mm. uh, yeah, I, I'm just like, I'm a problem solver, so I'm like, sure. there are problems. I have to solve them, right? But generally, people seem to really like the game and have responded really well to it. And a lot of stuff where I was like, I don't know, are, are people going to be really down on X feature or Y feature? It turns out people really liked and, you know, uh, so it's been it's been quite gratifying. And I think um, people send me lots of nice messages of going like 100% of the game and I love, loved it. And that's really yeah. nice. Yeah. I think when you nail the control scheme and like the precision mm-hmm. of the platforming so well, like the buggy stuff for me, like I could eat that totally fine because <laughs> the hardest part's already done because the mm-hmm. game just it controls right. so well. I'm like, I'm having a blast playing yeah. it. I like I like that you just said what the hardest thing about making a game is. Yes, like me you, with zero game you, dev experience. Like, yeah, you are super qualified. To Listen, say that Joseph, sentence. you you did the hardest part, so you know. Yeah. Thank you. 
You made it fun. Congratulations. It doesn't work worth a shit, but you did it. You did a great job. <laughs> oh no. Um, no. Yeah. Yeah. That is, I think people are, are going to be generally more forgiving if you know what is there is is, is good. I'm, I'm glad that people really like uh, the controls, the general gameplay. Um, uh, you know, and there's a number of like criticisms that aren't bugs that people have kind of given since launch. Where I'm like, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, generally the reception is quite positive. That's um, awesome. So that's Congratulations, good. man. Um, oh, what was it like? And I and I and I, we kind of know the answer because we've we've spoken to other devs that have had this experience for the mm -hmm. first time. But tell us your experience developing and publishing and all that fun stuff on Nintendo Switch. So, um, what can I say? Uh, so basically, <laughs> uh, has it been fun? Has it been difficult? Like, is it, I mean, does your heart explode knowing that you're on a Nintendo platform? Oh yeah. That's, that's amazing. It's like incredible. Cause I'm a big, I'm a Nintendo kid. I'm like, I had a GameCube growing up. That was my go-to console. Uh, it's it's really weird like the first thing i did when i got the review code was kind of like put um get kind of grapple dog on the switch and then put in the breath of the wild cart and then the mario odyssey cart and then be like look it's me i'm next to i'm next to them on the menu i'm among and, the greats <laughs> and yeah it's no it's really really cool to be like on a nintendo console that's it's like been a dream i know it's like very different from if when you were on the GameCube back in the day, like that was there was a higher barrier, you know, the the eShop, anybody can do it if they want to, you know. Shut up, but, give yourself some damn credit, damn it. Yeah, it's it's very <laughs> it's not very easy cool. either way. You still have to the certification process is a goddamn nightmare <laughs> on, on Switch. Yeah. So thankfully so I was just gonna say Super Rare, who are the publisher of the game who we eventually did uh sign with, uh they handled helping get it onto Switch and everything like that. And a guy um uh, named Lateralis on Twitter. He's a few um, He's a developer. He he um he did Dog World, which also came out on Switch. Uh, and he's currently working on another game, which is kind of like a shooter, top down shooter thing. He handled the Switch port for the game, so uh, that was out of my hands a lot of the time in terms of the technical aspects. But yes, there was a lot of going through console cert is a real <laughs> trying. <laughs> it's thing. a pain in the ass. That is one of the reasons why and I'm, I'm sometimes in game development things go wrong and it's no one's fault um it's just like eight mistakes not mistakes eight unfortunate things in a row uh yeah. i really want this switch patch to be out but it has to go through console cert and you know if it fails this it gets pushed back and if it fails that it gets pushed back uh yeah there's a constant process of that kind of stuff yeah um not as bad as from what other developers have told me as it has been on the past on consoles you know i i heard all sorts of horror stories about xbox live arcade back in the day oh, okay. um, it's not that bad anymore but yeah there's a lot of kind of like um you you, <laughs> you have to make sure all the controllers work you have to make sure it doesn't display any text that's not appropriate there's there's all sorts of stuff around like um uh, what did we fail on one time uh it was like um you can't call them you can't call it a gamepad that was it you can't call anything a gamepad so i had all we had all this language about you know uh, you know remap the gamepad or kind of like gamepad vibration 
um, in the options menu. Uh, and then we got it sent back and was like, uh, you, you can't call it a gamepad. These are the Nintendo Switch controllers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh God. Um, I, I understand it, but I'm of like, oh, come on, man. come on. Right. So we had to like, and it's difficult, particularly when you're on low budget, right? We only got kind of like one main localization pass, right? So uh, any text we needed translated into kind of like eight languages, that needs to be like done in one go. Uh, so <laughs> what you can do after that when you need to change strings of text is like really limited. So it was like, geez, uh, that's like when I'm told to change the font on the <laughs> PowerPoint from my boss and I'm like, fuck off. Like <laughs> it's, it's, it's there. Like it's, can you read it? You jerk. Right. <laughs> Sorry that it's yeah. in times old Roman. You jerk. <laughs> Was this comic sans? <laughs> no, we never do comic sans. I'm a big fan of impact. I like impact. It's one of, oh, yeah. one of my favorite mm-hmm. fonts. One of my favorite fonts. <laughs> Font chat with the dual screens podcast. What, what is your favorite font, Joseph? Tell us why. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Cor- Corrier. He's going to be like Helvetica. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um. I don't know. I don't have a favorite font. Well, get on that. You don't, because, ha- you don't, you you don't know, have to answer that question. <laughs> no, no. This is we are we are hard hitting journalists. Mm. Jason <laughs> Something Schreier, to that effect. your heart out. We we're, we're hitting. We're getting the, the the the. We're getting under the skin, getting to the core of game development here on Dual Screens Podcast. Speaking of, man, Andy, Dual Screens Podcast. Can we just t- can we just give ourselves a round of applause for having Jim Ryan? Are we and. Oh my God! Phil Spencer on the show last week. Incredible show! Incredible show! Incredible! Yeah, released of course <laughs> on the first uh, of April. Uh, yes, just, uh, last week. If you're listening F- to fantastic episode, it was a wonderful episode. Mm-hmm. Um, very very deep dive. So if you haven't listened to that yet, or 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 you have. And you somehow are listening to one twenty nine after one twenty eight. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for coming back. Anyway, Andy, sorry. I just, I, you know what? I just, I get so many compliments on that broadcast journalism that we did. So I just want to say thank you. And Joseph, you are, you have a lot, you have huge, huge uh, pants to fill, as it were. Yeah, yeah. that's mean, a fact to follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those, guys, those guys are important. Yeah, very important. And you know what? I actually need to commend you because you still decided to come on the show after that episode so thank you thank you for that we have to thank every single guest now like in perpetuity right. going forward it's yes. like yes did you hear the check out these guys oh it's only April 15 first minute one? podcast this is easy this is gonna be easy yeah oh Andy. Andy you know that really stung because I was in a, in a reddit thread the other night and someone was like oh long form interviews don't exist anymore I was like hello I do this every fucking week here's the link to the show wait the last one is not really fuck <laughs> it's not the best example of what we do on a weekly basis come on yeah they they know um that's that's a conversation for another day uh i uh, joseph if you haven't listened to it please do and let us this will all this will all make a lot more sense um dude can i can i can i do a a um grapple dog impromptu uh theme song performance 
I feel like nothing will stop you from doing that unless Joseph really is offended by you attempting it. No, no. I I don't need to do it right now. Like, maybe I'll do it on, like, the social media, the TikTok. Maybe I'll make a little video for it. You know what I mean? I got the guitar. Do that. I could do a little little punk rock grapple dog song, and Mm. it'll be a dual screens production, and we'll send it. We'll put it all on the internet. We'll tag it, and we'll call it, I don't know, playing Elden Ring or something. I don't know. We got to figure out how we're going to get all the traffic. You know what I mean? Mm. Does this make sense um, to anybody? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, you don't, you don't need my permission. Oh, sweet. All right, man. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> you heard it here first. You know, I feel like if we were, if this game came out like two decades ago, this would be perfectly ripe for like a Saturday morning cartoon spinoff. Cause it just looks never say never, man. Netflix. It, it, is it, it, it has the look up. of it. Yeah, it, it, re- it really does. It has a lot of personality. It has, like you said, like, you you know, it wasn't necessarily geared towards the, the you know, 30-something group of people. Like, Speak for yourself, dude. No, no, no. I'm saying it wasn't geared for it, but it still finds an audience there because there's a, there's a large group of us that want to play our yeah. childhood. Like, we love that. That's, there's, it's an over innocence, it's fun, and it's, it's to have these games that are new that are doing things that are much more uh, current in their game design or their philosophy or their quality, but still tickle the nostalgia and the, and the childlike innocence for us, you know, but like my, my kid who's six, I have two kids, six and four, like this could be grapple dog could be their, their Sonic. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's possible. You never know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I, I think it would have to sell a, like, <laughs> a lot to kind of be in that ballpark. Uh, I, I will just say, you know, um, I think you're right. The, the conundrum with the, the kind of target demographic thing is it's not just, it is sort of kids would, I think, like it, you know, but it is kind of targeted also at people who have played Donkey Kong Country, you know, yeah. like... So it's got this weird demographic where it's like 30-year-old people who have played Donkey Kong Country and then like uh, kids who like cute animals uh, and it's hard to kind of get them to cross over a lot. Um, I love a Venn diagram. <laughs> I just got the visual in my head. It's like Grapple Dog, people who are 40 who played Sonic and Donkey Kong. Four-year-old kids. <laughs> but there, there is also like, I watch a lot of, cartoons i really like western animation i really like that kind of stuff so there, there is a lot of that in grapple dog but i don't you know so there is a lot of cartoon influence i see kind of like where you would go oh this would be a good saturday morning cartoon um like although it's funny because when i talk to people in gaming about the game um they just want to ask about other games that have influenced it but you know there's as much like adventure time or steven universe or you know that kind of stuff in there um yeah, although to be honest, from what I can remember, most of those Saturday morning cartoons that were based on games were were pretty bad. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to think Sonic back. Well, was good. I, I, I like Earthworm Jim. I like the Earthworm Jim show. That was that was good. Oh, was... I, I, never, I, never mm-hmm. I remember the really terrible um, Donkey Kong Country one. That was awful. Oh boy! <laughs> Even the Super Mario Brothers Super Show was kind of bad, but it was it was good bad. You know, like it was. Yeah. Or the uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog one where um, Jaleel White, yeah, when they did the the thing that the Sonic says at the end of every episode where he was like, yeah. "Don't smoke, 
<laughs> hey, listen, and and you know what? Sonic was right. Yeah, don't smoke. But have a nice, healthy diet of chili dogs. Chili dogs. That will. That's gonna. <laughs> well, when you're that's running, that's really gonna. <laughs> you gotta go fast, Andy. When you go fast, you know what I mean. Right. Has Sonic yeah. had more shitty games than good games? I'm just curious. Oh. Uh, probably. <laughs> yeah. Immediately, I want to say yes to that question. <laughs> like, yeah. there's no. I'd have to. I'd personally have to tally them all. And, yeah, and we need to get a, a comprehensive list. Maybe this is a good dual screens feature on the, the <laughs> website with that with werewolf special one guest that one editor, time. Joseph Gribben. We'll get him on yeah. there. That'll really sell some copies of your game. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, just uh, to uh, piss uh, off uh, the just, entire just, Sonic community. I just annoy every single Sonic fan. Yeah, yeah. That'd be great. I love the game. <laughs> is Grapple Dog in your in your mind? In your little notebook, I'm sure you got like a, a, a marble notebook somewhere with notes and plans. Is Grapple Dog to you a franchise? Is this something <laughs> that you think that you can ex- expand on as an IP? Uh, I don't like to use those words. Oh, they, the dirty! I'm they, using dirty they, words. They, I'm, I'm sorry. Corporate bad as gamepad. Okay, <laughs> banned um, language. Uh, no, um, I think that there are lots of ideas of things that I would love to do with Grapple Dog and lots of creative juice still in that tank where I'm like, uh, yeah, I could make another one of these and I could do something interesting and do something exciting and, and kind of take it in all sorts of new directions and do this and do that. There's still a bit of creative energy there, which is the way I prefer to think about it. I don't, you know, I'm not just in it to make plushies. It's like the games are artistic works where I'm like, you know, you've got to care about it and you've got to put something into it. Um, but then also I want to do all sorts of things. So I don't know whether like uh, I want to spend the rest of my career making grapple dog games. You know what I mean? Oh, um, you're young. You have way. You, I mean, listen, no, I, I, I know I'm not, it's not the anxiety. It's just like, you know, um, could I spend that time doing something a bit more weird, a bit more, you know, Something like that, something like this. Um, I like weird. Pogo, go, go, go in that direction. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely the like, um, you know, and there's there's like conversations about um, money that need to happen, and conversations about like businessy type stuff that need to happen before I know what the next project is or whatever. But definitely like, I could see a grappable two, I could see a grappable three or whatever. Um, yeah, uh, but whether that is, I don't know. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm. I just wonder if you see the the potential in the the universe that you created because we do as players. We look at the this universe and we're like, oh, this could definitely be like we could have Pogo Cat and Glider Squirrel and like like these are things that we could like, repel Rattlesnake. Like we could totally t- turn this into a thing. I think that would be really cool, and I would like to. And lots of people want merch and, and things like that i think that'd be great um you know to do uh but i'd never want to go in assuming that <laughs> right ever because like you can go this is gonna be the new uh sonic the hedgehog this is gonna be like a big new multi mm. whatever and then it, it, it um particularly if you put loads of money and invest in all that stuff right. you know it really blow up in your face there was uh, i mean i remember when i was pitching the game around there was a couple of publishers who were like, we're not interested in games anymore. We are interested in in IP. Um, and they're like, we want 
games that we can pitch to Netflix and uh, DreamWorks and try and make animated series out of. Um, would you be interested in that? And I, you know, <laughs> I'm like, I, no, I, I don't even. It's like you're talking a different language from from me. I, yeah, I don't that's not that's not that. video game. That like you're you're looking at a licensing deal at that point. Yeah, I'm like I'm making a video game and I would like money for to do that. <laughs> I would like to eat food if that's okay yeah, while uh, making said video game. Yeah, that would be I mean, helpful. Like, yeah, so I think I think it's better to just like not go in and, and kind of be like I want to build a multimedia franchise, or whatever. And never assume it's gonna happen or take off. That's that's my attitude to it. But uh, if somebody did offer me a load of money to go make a cartoon or something, I don't know whether you know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. you could just take that money to fund your next game and just do stick figures. Yeah. There you go. There's my cartoon. You know, I do want to say um, before we go into rapid fire, like mm-hmm. hope soon, mm-hmm. soonish. It's really refreshing seeing a game that looks this polished that didn't have any sort of Kickstarter campaign happening before mm-hmm. it was really because seeing like these sprites look immaculate, and again, the gameplay is just perfect. And there's no like there was no like large campaign to like get a cash infusion at some point mm. in development. It just mm. looks this good, mm. and it came out. I was like, well, that's a um, thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the thing is, like, um, I- I've thought about crowdfunding stuff over the years, but also the last couple of years, I think that it's kind of gone down in popularity for developers. I think mostly because there's a, there were a lot of like high profile uh, either projects that came out really poo or like uh, people who took the money and ran uh, who sort of ruined it for the rest of us. Um, yeah, I, I thought about doing crowdfunding in the past, but like I I get really upset when my games launch and they're not successful. And the idea of like doing a, doing a, uh, kickstart campaign and that failing like to me would be so personally gutting that like that scares me away from sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. God. no that makes sense yeah well, I, like, I, couldn't, I couldn't handle it if i like pitched something and i was like please 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 i need this to live uh and then people were like nah you know i just it, it would be too much of rejection basically <laughs> yeah well you're 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 starting to you know i mean you stamped your name on on a really good product now like you Mm. have you have something to build off of as far as your goodwill in the community and as far as you know the trust of of your your abilities your skills your vision so i think that fear could probably come down a couple of notches for you in the future like maybe that's something that you could look at later i think yeah that's that's absolutely true i think one of the, the tough things about pitching games like and um trying to get games off the ground in the last couple of years is like when you don't have that kind of uh, a, a project with a bit of profile it's really hard to get your foot in the door right and you know even even just like a good metacritic score or like a, a decent steam review thing where you can yeah. go like look i made this it was good you know that can really help yeah. and yeah yeah definitely i think that's gonna that's gonna help and it would you know if i did a kickstart campaign for anything in the future it's like you go i made grapple dog yeah it's it's just easier yeah it's just it's you're building i know it sounds stupid and it's the last thing an artist wants to hear but you're building that portfolio for people to fall back on and and really understand who you are as a as a developer as a worker as a person and you know all that fun Mm -hmm. stuff so um no you got you got you're on your way man like this is going to be 
a really fun adventure for you. I hope that more people find this uh, little charming video game. It, it's a gem. It's just, I think it's a must play for Switch without a doubt. It's, you need to have it if you have a Switch. Switch? I'm saying that. Mm-hmm. Switch what you're playing and put play, play the grapple dog. <laughs> All right. Joseph, it's now time to get into rapid fire. This is everybody's favorite segment of the show because they don't have to listen to you talk about your video game anymore. And now we get to know you. There's the other camera. We get to know who you are deep down inside your soul. Inside. Yes. (laughs) We're going to grapple you, dog. Something like that. Okay. We're going to start it off easy, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh... Would you rather have the power of flight or invisibility? Mm. Uh, uh, My answering. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is all for you, baby. This is just you. We are going to point the camera. I thought you meant the viewers. No, you. That's me. That's you. They can't see. They don't know this camera. This camera is only for for you to see me, and that's it. They they see this camera. You you're on this one because I'm fancy. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> we're, off to, we're off to a great start, guys. Great. <laughs> very rapid By so gra- Grapple Dog now. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So what, was what was the question? Was uh, <laughs> flight yeah. or invisibility? Uh, flight. Yeah. Mm. On a scale of one to ten, how good are you at keeping secrets? Uh, I would say like, ooh, probably four. Mm. four. Follow-up question. Yeah. Again, pulled from your Twitter. You okay. recently said that you're thinking about making another game. What mm. kind of game are you thinking about making? Um, <laughs> I, can't, I can't say anything about that. And say, all right. Wow, that falls within the one through four. Very nice. Yeah, all right, Very cool. nice. You did it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> what is, let's, let's stay on secrets. What is mm. the best secret to know? Like, like that I enjoy having, or that yeah, yeah, like just if you could picture knowing something that nobody else knows, what is the thing you would want to know and have to keep I, secret? I really love game development. I really love hearing about um, reasons, like think behind the scenes things mm-hmm. of like why games ended up going bad or why they ended up weird i love those secrets i love i love getting little tidbits from people on the oh, development yeah baby games and they're going like oh yeah you know like this guy did this and then or you know like we paid all this money for x and y and then it all went wrong and i'm like yes give me more of those <laughs> I love hearing what them. game follow-up question what game do you want to know that secret for <laughs> i want to know uh, probably like Mario Sunshine or mm, yeah. The Wind Waker, which yeah. are like Waker. Those games are clearly like unfinished and like rushed out, which is like not usually what Nintendo does. And I really want to know like what mm. what happened there. What what what, would, what did those look like mm. before right. they kind of went to launch? All right, all right. Give us, give us that tea, Nintendo. Okay. <laughs> um, if grappling hooks were illegal. What were their what would their street name be? <laughs> I love this question so much. Um, I don't know. I love I love like when you watch a movie and they've got like a silly made up drug name. Mm-hmm. 
you know, like, um, oh, do you want some gripples? Do you want some, the fizz? <laughs> we can call. We should call them gribbins. We got some gribbins. Ooh, gribbins. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Good idea. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, yeah, something like that. Mm. Like, do you, do you want some grass? Like, do you want some grizz? Do you want some grizz? Mm -hmm. <laughs> the sound the hook makes. <laughs> Dud. Um, want some clang? Yeah. <laughs> would you rather be able to smell emotions mm -hmm. or feel emotions with your hands like like the sensory feeling not like the internal mm -hmm. feeling mm -hmm. smell probably mm. i feel like if i went up to somebody and i felt their emotions with my hands that felt that would feel a bit like invasive yeah whereas if i if i could smell like somebody's upset in here that's mm -hmm. a bit less follow-up uh, question what does happiness smell like um mm, like hot chocolate Ooh. oh that's a good one that got all warm and fuzzy that's inside he said did, that yeah, that just that just tickled yeah. my uh, little part of my brain there that was pretty good <laughs> I, I, it's not that poetic because we're right by a chocolate factory and so my house smells of hot chocolate all the time so. and that's happiness there you I go i can see why you made a game like grapple dog it just oozes joy it's like <laughs> <laughs> Uh, would you rather live next to an active volcano or a very poorly secured prison? Mm. <laughs> very I, poorly secured. <laughs> I, yeah, probably the prison. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. I think a volcano would be pretty dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? swear word or poor a word that's in poor taste mm -hmm. would you wear on your shirt for a whole day you have to pick one and you have to go out in public with this one word just scrawled across your chest um hmm. or a hat like steven's Right. Just, <laughs> just, just, right like, just, just says, see you next Tuesday up here. You know yeah. What I mean? <laughs> Probably just like shit, maybe. Mm. Like the least, you know, the least one. You feel, I'm like, not, I'm you feel not... like shit's the least one? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, like if we can't, like crap. Mm, yeah. Yeah, crap is way too light. Yeah, it's crap, like ass. Crap, it's yeah, not. Yeah, crap is too. There's no impact on that. I mean, there's a game. There's craps. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... like it should say like queef. That's what it should say. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh god. Um, yeah, one. just the the, the, yeah. the least offensive one, and, and mm -hmm. I'll just I'll go to everybody that I see, and I'll just be like, I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I used to when I was a kid. I owned a shirt, and my mom hated it, and I wonder why. But it said, "New York fucking city." Mm. <laughs> and she hated it and i used to wear it all the time i was edgy when i was like 15 i was really wow. edgy i had a shirt that was it said bad to the bone it had skeleton <laughs> skeletons in all manner of sexual positions humping oh, okay. on the shirt that's awesome. I, I did wear it to school once and i had to go home immediately afterward <laughs> that happened in my life um <laughs> 
All right, so you're a fan of uh, Saturday morning cartoons, Joseph. You know things you grew up with, so you know Ninja Turtles, I would imagine. Hero Turtles. Hero Turtles, yes, that's what the name is. Uh, yeah, I I, I, I love the Ninja Turtles as a kid. Like, okay. I'm crazy obsessed with them. Although okay. I've tried to revisit it as an adult, and I sort of like, Okay. okay. When, so you, when you wait, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. I, I, this this I mean, is important. I, I, okay. You grew up with a GameCube. Yeah. So did you I, grow up I, with the I, I that turtles? Um, like so Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Turtles counter now. So they would show reruns of the 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 eighties. Okay. Too. All right. Okay. And then there was the the live action one that was a bit like Power Rangers. That was awful. But yes. Yeah. Was, the yeah. next mutation but that's we don't speak I of that show no, i had no ability to judge quality as a kid you know so sure. so and then and then the 2003 show started uh right like when i was sort of like about 11 or 12 or something mm-hmm. like that um when it started airing here or whatever yeah so there was like three generations of turtles all right so you're, you're familiar that's what i was basically getting yeah. at so um you know the character krang in the turtle show Okay, so between Steven and myself, who is the brain in the robot and who is the robot? <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know you that well. I don't know you that well, but on the Zoom... Make, make a judgment call, yeah. All, it's all Zoom, superficial. On the little Zoom window here, Andy is on the top, so mm-hmm. he looks like body, and then, and then... Got it, okay. So it's all just... Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, so that's what I would say. That's. I'll right. take. I'll be the muscle. That's fine. <laughs> You'd be wrong, but yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> we're screwed. <laughs> I wouldn't put any bets on that fight, but still. <laughs> what is the name of your? Oh, I forgot what they're called. Shit. Um. <laughs> Battlebot. Is that what? What are the ro- the that TV show with the where they battle the robots? Battleborgs. No, no, no. The, the like the remote controlled robots, and they, you know what I mean, and they robot wars. Yeah, something like that. But they have like a name for the bot. What is your bot's name? Um. <laughs> uh, my robot would be called. Please don't hurt me. And it would just kind of it would avoid everything. I think that's what I would do. The avoidance bot. I like it. Yeah, I'd run away. Just like, just, yeah. you know, well, fly well, like a butterfly and. Don't don't sting at all. While wearing a while wearing a queef shirt, got it. <laughs> queef bot coming at you live. Um, Joseph, if you are what you eat, what are you? Um, if you say hot chocolate, I swear to God. <laughs> I just I just had a sandwich. Uh, oh, so I get a sandwich. I'm probably a sandwich or a burger. All right. Follow up question: yeah. What is the what is the best sandwich? Their sandwich is uh, there is a sandwich shop near me called uh, Goodfellas, like good, Goodfellas, but like I, oh, I, I love like it already. I like it. I love it. I love um, it so much. The chicken and bacon. It's an amazing flavor combination. Bacon, bacon, man. Can we just get a round of applause for bacon? You know what I mean? <laughs> just bacon just in general. Bacon, man. Like bacon just knows what. I mean, it sucks that you, you know we have to kill pigs for bacon it. on the podcast. We should. Yeah, we should get bacon on the podcast. We should just do bacon cast and just mm-hmm. talk about bacon. Not baking, by the way. Bacon. Mm-hmm. This month in ham. You know how to say 
uh, bacon with, uh, wait, in an English accent. You say uh, yeah. be- beer can in a Jamaican accent. Beer <laughs> yeah, can. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> uh, as I say, yeah, whatever. It, it is. It is. <laughs> It is, we're we're at that point, folks. We got I gotta write that. Left. I gotta I gotta write that down. We got a couple. Like... I, I I butchered that, by the way. But it is Biakan. <laughs> it's beer can in a Jamaican accent. It's supposed to sound like something. I don't know. Biakan, um, Biakan, um, maybe it's how to say. I don't know. Leave me alone, okay? <laughs> My nephew told me that once, and I was like, okay, that's funny. Um, whose turn is it? <laughs> Is it my turn? Oh, I, asked, I asked him the eating question. Yeah, they were got okay. sandwiches and bacon. Would you rather podcasting? Would you rather? And we're we're going to make the assumption that you can survive either of these perfectly mm. fine. Okay. Would you rather explore a faraway planet, totally habitable? It's like an Earth, but like somewhere else, mm-hmm. or the deepest, darkest parts of our current oceans. Uh, like this isn't on. Is this on trap there, or is this I'm coming back? You know, on the- you oh no, back. You, you you come back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You come back and be like, yeah. look what you're I just found. Able, you can. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're able to go to either one. With I think I probably pick the distant planet. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I picked the distant planet because then I could, you know, if I came back on a Saturday, I could, you know, talk, right. talk to a scientist and be like, whoa, this yeah. is planet, and then they would, you know, give me like awards and stuff sure where probably deepest darkest ocean like they'd be like yeah that's that's just the ocean you know like it's more impressive the distant planet I right think. right 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 what is the dumbest way you've ever injured yourself hmm hmm i put together furniture last week and i really hurt my finger yeah uh, and I, I, when I was a kid, I, I walked into a door <laughs> as it was closing, and but it hit me right on the, uh, oh. right on the, the head, and I had this huge swelling Oof. that made me look really silly for like <laughs> three weeks. It was just huge. Um, that's probably the yeah. Uh, I don't have any sillier stories than that. Do was there like any follow up like? You know, are your parents hitting you at that point when you have like a, 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 a massive swelling on your head? Fortunately, it happened in school. So Got I was going to say this had to be a school door yeah. because those that yeah. sounds like it did damage. Right, just like one of those really <laughs> heavy like bomb shelter doors. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Mm. And the the other kids called me Sponge Brow because it looked like I had a big sponge. Oh, oh kids are cruel, oh, man. Kids are the best. <laughs> Hey, Sponge Brown, what do you got over there? You hiding a golf ball, you dumb idiot? Look out for doors. You know they close, right? Stupid. Yeah, I, I grew up in like 50s New York. That's yeah, exactly. yeah. Well, yeah, why are they like, you know, mobsters, you know? <laughs> Uh, what, that that's a different podcast. You're you're peeling, I got like you're peeling a little, too many layers of my onion. There's like a Sign. there's like a toothpick in that kid's mouth, you know. <laughs> wearing those, the, the yeah, he wants some papes. You want some papes, Spongehead? <laughs> yeah, good times, good times. All right, it is now time for the ceremonial final question of the show. Oh boy, uh, this is the hardest question you're ever going to be asked. 
And I actually, there's only two guests that have not answered this, and it was our last guest, Phil Spencer and Jim Ryan. They did not answer the question. Wow. Yeah, they're the only ones that got away with it. So mm-hmm. you're you're here now. You're on the pedestal. You are you are accepting your Oscar right now after slapping Chris Rock. Like this is the this is as big as it gets. Okay. Okay. The question's simple. A baby can answer it. It is binary. A dog can answer it. Perhaps a grapple mm-hmm. dog can answer it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> Andy or Steven? I look, I you know, come on. Uh, this is this is not nice. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna go I'm gonna go look. I'm gonna go by the Krang method. I'm gonna use that. Uh I could say Steven because he's the brain in the tummy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a that's a good he's probably, yeah. probably calling the shots. You know, so yeah, let's go. Let's go, Steve. Let's go, Stephen. Yeah, I was gonna say, who would you rather slap between both of us? But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's it's good. That's those are good modifiers. I like it. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that is going to bring us to the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening and watching. Once again, if you want to follow us on social media, we're at dual underscore screens. You could also find us on TikTok at. Uh, I think we're just at at dual screens on there um i'm at batchild 27 andy is at pants guy and you could join our facebook group facebook.com slash groups slash ds podcasts again we want to thank all of our patreon supporters uh which you can support us at patreon.com slash nds podcast thank you so very much joseph where can everybody find you and grapple dog uh so i am at joe gribbin on twitter which is j-o- G-R-I-B-B-I-N that's where I post everything that's where all the updates will be that's where my game dev stuff is Um, you can purchase Grapple Dog on Steam on PC and on Nintendo Switch Um, and you know you can wishlist it on those platforms and you can leave reviews on those platforms at least on Steam telling everybody how much you love the game and how much you want to purchase it etc etc um yeah that's where you can find me awesome thank you joseph we, i do appreciate you joining us it was an absolute pleasure hanging out with you thank you andy thank you listeners thank you viewers and as always please be excellent to each other <laughs> <laughs>